Welcome to the On the Road to Freedom podcast. We're so glad you joined us today. We can't wait to get into the Word with you and share some truth that's going to change your life. Make sure and hit the subscribe button and help us spread the Word by rating and reviewing the show. You can also connect with us at mylan.org for more helpful resources. Now, let's get into today's show. Well, welcome to On the Road to Freedom at our beautiful beach house Come on. here in Galveston, Texas. We're having such a good day. It's beautiful it today. Beautiful. Clear skies. The sound of the ocean is so peaceful. We enjoy this so much. The breeze we are so thankful for because it is hot. So we're thankful for the breeze and By today. the way, you're beautiful. And you make all this place prettier. And I'm <laughs> so thankful to be here with you today. Praise God. Well, we, and we're thankful you're here with us today. Thank yeah. you for watching. We encourage you to let your friends and family know about On the Road to Freedom. It'd be a great honor for us to encourage them also right. in the Word. And the reason why we do this show, it's for you. We want to pray for right. you. We want to get in agreement with you. So if you have any specific prayer requests, please contact us at prayer at mylan.org. We also want to thank you, Team Mylan. You're the reason why we're here today. Your faith-filled agreement and giving Hallelujah. is what enabled us to come here to Galveston and preach the Word. That's right. So thank you, Team Mylan. And the reason why we do this show is John 8, 31 and 32, where Jesus said, If you continue in my word, you will be my disciples truly, and you will know the truth and the truth. Yes. The truth, the only truth, the word of God, the Son of God will make you free. Free. Hallelujah. Free indeed. That's the plan of God for you. And today we're so excited to share with you our new book on marriage. We've titled it, The Honeymoon is Over, Now What? Here is the first simple, I think uh-huh. we got two, yeah, two simple, simple copies. Two the simples. first on the earth, took right. a year and a half to do that. <laughs> and it'll help. It, yeah. it, we learned a lot. We learned the hard way sometimes from trial and error. Right. We made mistakes yeah. and yeah. God had our back and he fixed it. And when we did things his way yeah. instead of our way, when we live by love instead of emotion, yeah. things got better and better and better. And now they're wonderful. And they were challenged, just like every marriage. Yeah. The Bible says a man built his house on the sand or on the rock, on yeah. the truth or the Word of God, or on wh- how he felt about it, and yeah. what his circumstances, and what his mind told him to do. Mm. And the storms came, and the yeah. storms come to every home. Yeah, they, they come do. to every marriage. Yeah. And one man built his own house on the sand was just wiped out and the house on the rock stood and was strong praise god 25 years later we're standing strong and growing every day by the time i see this it'll be 30 years later that's right (laughs) and you know we also want to share with you in the book what makes it unique it's by both of us so every chapter there's a mylan says and a christie says so you're getting the husband and the wife perspective, yeah. which I think is really cool. What the Bible says to husband yeah. and what the Bible says to wife. That's right. So today we want to talk to you about words of life. And oh my goodness, Amen. Come on. this will determine to a yes. great extent the heaven on earth that you enjoy That's in right, your baby. home is your words, by how you use your words. And so in Hebrews 11.3, it says, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Mm -hmm. 
Now, first of all, I want to encourage you that the desire to have a voice that is God given because we are made in his image yes. and that's how he creates. Yes. Is he uses his voice, his words have right. creative power. Yes, they do. And because we belong to him and his spirit lives in us, then our words have creative power. That's right. And each of us frame our worlds, whether you understand it or not, each of us are framing our worlds yes. right now with our words, whether good or bad. And they have power to help or to hurt. Yes, that's right. They will do one or the other. It's up to you. That's right. Amen. And so Proverbs 18, 21 and 22 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those mm. who love it will eat its fruit. Yes. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. A good thing. And obtains favor from the Lord. It's no coincidence that the marriage relationship is mentioned directly after discussing the power, power of, words. of words, right? Yes, it's no coincidence. Yes. God's perfect plan is for you wives that are watching right now. You're anointed to help yes. your husband. Yes, you you're are. anointed to speak yes, words are. of life yes. that make a difference in him. In Genesis 2:18, it says, and the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper. Mm -hmm. comparable to him. Now help is defined as to aid, to assist, to give strength or means towards affecting a purpose. My call as a wife is to help Mylon know and do the will of God, to assist him in that, to aid him in that. And that's I my don't... call too, to help you. Amen. Exactly. And we don't strengthen our husbands if we use critical fault-finding words such as this is all your fault right. or ultimatums like if you don't do what I want I'm leaving you I'm taking the kids and going those are ultimatums and they are not words of life they are discouraging words yes, they are. that will affect our marriage negatively well I mean they're vengeful yeah they're vengeance right. you did something i didn't like you said something that hurt my feelings i'm gonna get you i'll tell you yeah, right. that's not god no it's that's not. the way the devil does stuff right so wives proverbs 31 woman she is our standard and here's how she used her words now ladies don't get nervous because mylon's about to talk to the husbands too oh so. look at that now. <laughs> so it says here ladies she comforts encourages and does him only good as long as there's life within her. Mm. Now this does not say she nags, complains, and contends. Oh, can I have that in writing? <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, of course, you know I'm being facetious here. Me too. But it says that kindness should be the rule in our marriage. But how many couples have you seen practice this? Thank you. Jesus. How many have we really witnessed sure. are endeavoring to only use their words to comfort, encourage, and do each other only good? Mm. But that is God's call for us. And we don't need to copy the behaviors and customs of the world because in the world, criticizing one another has become the norm. Yes. But it shouldn't be the case for the church. We should be bright lights That's in the right. midst of this generation that is, correct. that is complaining and fault finding and being critical. We need to be encouraging one another in the Lord. Amen. So why have we Amen. not 
more passionately endeavored to do this because it's obvious in the word we're called to use our words for good. Well, the bottom line is we just simply haven't valued it. I know that was my case. I just didn't think it was important. I want you to tell me how to move my mountains. I want you to tell me how to make my faith-filled declarations. Come on. Now you're telling me I got to be nice to my yeah, husband? Yeah, come on, come on. You know, Preach, how Im- is that really important? Yes. Yes, it is. According to God, that's the love walk. And our faith only works by love. So especially in the marriage relationship, we need to be examples of God's love in the earth. Amen. Uh, you know, if you'll let me, I'll read yes, that first uh, verse mm-hmm. of the love chapter. Now, we know 1 Corinthians 13 is the love chapter. Mm-hmm. And verse 5 says the beginning of it. Right. What is love? But, yeah. Well, here's, here's the description. Love is patient Ooh. and love is kind. Ooh. Love yeah. is not uh, always in a hurry. It's not always pushing and aggressive right. and trying to get its way. Right, and love right, right. is definitely not sarcastic yeah. and rude. Oh, that's good. It's kind. It's kind. It's gentle. Yeah. That's what love is. That's who love is. The enemy wants to minimize this message because he knows, yeah. Satan knows, if he can pressure a couple to speak rudely and harshly to each other, their faith won't work because faith works by love. Yes. That's what Galatians 5, 6 says. And, you know, in times of pressure, you know, I've I've used, I'm not going to speak for mine, but I've used my words to vent frustration. Me too. And they were not always encouraging. Sure. And the Lord revealed this to me. I needed to use my words to frame my marriage with the promises of God. So if we're disappointed with how our marriage is going, we need to look at what we've been saying. Yeah. Right? Amen. Amen. That's good, baby. The power of the tongue Amen. is powerful, baby. It is. It's like an elevator. They can take you up or they can take you down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they can destroy you. I know that from experience. Yeah. Before I met Christy men, my first marriage, we destroyed each other. It wasn't all her. But I was having, I had a bad tongue, too. I had an undisciplined tongue, too. And I said a lot of things I should not have said and done, did things I should not have done. Yeah. I sinned against God and I sinned against my ex-wife. And, and it, the, the storm came and it was wiped out. That yeah. whole relationship was wiped out. Thank yeah. God, man. We can start over. Yes, God's merciful. Can. It's Amen. not too late. You can start over today. It's not too late it's in God. It's not too late. Amen. The power of the tongue. I know from experience how it can destroy most marriages get into trouble when spouses get angry and say words that devalue each other and degrade self-esteem. Yeah. Just as the tongue has the power to hurt, it also has the power to heal. Our words have the power to hurt or to heal. Now, we need to say to that again. Concentrate on that. Think yeah. about that. There's yeah. a word in the Bible called Selah. It means pause and think about it. Your words will either hurt your marriage today, your children, Whoever you love, your parents, yeah. or they will heal them, and they need to be healed, praise God, if they're going to be whole. You know, I remember the time that I was in prayer, and God um, instructed me to speak to Mylon these words, I love you, I'm in agreement with you, yes. and you're anointed. Those were specific things that he needed to hear yes. because of what he had been through in the past. And when I spoke those words of life to him, I was amazed. I was still learning the power of the tongue. I didn't even know the um, importance yet of what I was saying to him. 
But when I did that, it brought healing to his heart and his mind, those hurts, amen? So you need to, whatever you're going through in your marriage today, it's important for you to speak the things that are not as though they were. Amen. Because that's how God does it. In Romans right. four seventeen. Come on. He gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Yes. So who and what do you desire your spouse to be? Then find those promises in the word and begin to decree that over them. Mm. Begin to speak that in times of prayer and to each other. You know, when I was practicing patience, love is patient. Love is kind. Mm. I remember one thing Mylon said over me continually, Christy, you're so patient. <laughs> and I knew when and he was doing it. you always laughed. I'd always laugh, that's right. <laughs> Christy, you're so easygoing. You go with the flow. You adapt. You're patient and kind, right? And so he helped me in that area by encouraging me, by reminding me, not being, that's a, he wasn't being sarcastic. Please understand the difference. He was genuinely getting agreement with me. I asked him for help. We help each other. We hold up the word of God as the standard. So he was reminding me in those times of frustration, okay, Christy, let's come up higher. Let's be patient. Let's be kind. Amen. So I needed his help in that. And I remember when God had to teach this to me, and I'm not talking about 20 years ago. I mean, I've been, I've been studying, I've been born again now for 42 years so far. Yeah. And by the time you see this, it'll be 44 years, 45, I don't know. But I know that there was a time when they told me I had, uh, they did a biopsy and they said I had lung cancer. And at first I didn't keep my words right. I was concerned, I would tell my friends and ask them to pray and I would say what the doctors said. And that's not what I should have been saying, what the Lord convicted me about. There was a woman who, who her son had died, and when the prophet came to see him, she said, all is well. How's yeah. it with your son? She oh, said, all yeah. is well. That's and good. I've had to learn to say, all, all is, is well, well in the household of faith. In the household of faith. Of faith. It Amen. is well, and praise God, I am healed. And, but I had to learn to say that if I wanted that, and not say, I'm sick, I got cancer. No, I don't. Praise God, I've been healed, yeah. and I am whole, and I'm gonna live a long life full of blessings, and He's gonna satisfy me with His salvation. Amen. And you know, you can speak that same healing to your marriage. Yes. God will heal those hurts. God will heal your emotions. He will resurrect your romance. Ephesians 1 talks about God's power is resurrection power. Yeah. So you can resurrect even romance in a marriage by speaking the things that are not as though they were. Well, Jesus commanded us in Mark 16, 15 to go into all the world and to preach the good news to everyone. Amen. So just like the sweet fragrance of these beautiful flowers around us, as believers, we are a sweet fragrance of Christ to God everywhere we go. Amen. That's what 2 Corinthians 2, 14 through 15 says. So when you join Team Milan, you are helping us to spread the knowledge of Christ yes. everywhere like a sweet perfume. Amen. Let them know the goodness of God and how much He loves them. That's it. So if That's you'd like it. to be a part of Team Milan, you just go to Milan.org and click on Team Milan today.
2 Corinthians 4 and 13 says, And since we have the same spirit of faith, yes. according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. Right. We also believe and, and therefore, therefore we speak. speak. Praise Amen. God. We can find those specific promises in the word for your marriage is what we're talking about today. And speak them by faith. Amen. No matter how hopeless your situation seems, God is still God. Yeah, that's it. And you know, I encourage you also to write a petition before the Lord. Philippians 4, 6, it says, Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Don't be anxious about your marriage. That's right. But in every circumstance and in everything, by, by prayer, prayer and, and petition, petition, definite request, yes. with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. So in the restoration process, God instructed us to pray and to petition Him That's with good, definite requests. We wonderful. don't use our words to complain about our spouse. We use our words to speak life, resurrection life over our marriage. God Amen. used those words in that petition. We both made a petition. Yes. And we both did that. And that's how He gave us each other. That's right. That's and He'll do that right now yeah. in your marriage or if you're single, believing for a mate. Write yeah. down those promises. For Mylon, he wrote down Proverbs 31, woman. Yeah. Proverbs 31 in verse 10 says, Who can find a virtuous wife? Now, I didn't know how to find one. I need one. I wanted one. I didn't want to make the same mistake twice. Right. And I asked God for help. It says here, For her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. That's who I asked God for. That's who I made a petition. And I would praise Him and thank Him and, and give, uh, just give thanks and praise to God. And He did it. Yes, He did. That's right. And for me, it was the Psalms 1 man of God, where it says, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. I wanted a man who delighted in the word of God and in his word, he meditates day and mm, night. Yes. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season, whose leaf does not wither and Thank whatever you, he does shall prosper. prosper. I, I wrote that down and I would pray that out every day. I also prayed for a man like David, a man after the heart of God, who would do all the will of the Father and carry out His program That's perfectly. Good, and so we can testify to you today that God answered our prayers. Now we are still seeing those promises unfold, and right? By the way, some because people, we're growing. Yeah, some <laughs> right? people don't like that you can prosper or that we can prosper, and we have prospered. But here's where, how you do it. It's God's way. When God blesses you, some people think that's lucky. No, that's God yeah, blessing you. Yeah, that's God doing what He said He would do when you do what He said to do. Right, that's right. So I encourage you today to refuse to complain about important. the changes needed in your relationship. Super important. Instead, write down what you're believing for from God's Word. Write your petition to the Lord and begin to use your words to frame your marriage yeah. with faith, with words of life. We need to stop complaining about our mates and complaining about our marriage and what's bad and venting about it and say the things that are not as though they were, how wonderful it is, and then it will become wonderful. 
And you know what? We found out through the years that complaining just makes everything harder. It makes it worse. It makes it worse, If right? you speak to the mountain, the <laughs> yeah. mountain will be removed and cast into the sea. Right. If you talk about the mountain, the mountain yeah. just gets bigger. Yeah. The problem will get bigger, but if you speak to the marriage and speak the word of God over it, it'll get better. Baby, read Numbers 14, 27 to them and, and how it disgusted the Lord when, when the Israelites complained. Complain. While he, he, he was delivering he them delivered from slavery. Them. And they were fussing about it. That's right. And God actually called them an evil congregation and a wicked community. Wow. I mean, we think complaining is no big deal. In our culture, complaining is the norm. Being critical, finding fault, and griping is the norm. But according to God, he called it evil and wickedness. This is his daughter. Mm -hmm. It's important you get this. Mm -hmm. I call her my wife. He told me I could call her my wife. I think of her as mine, but he, she's really his first. That's his child. Yeah. He doesn't like it when somebody is, treats her bad. If I want to get my prayers answered, he said, I need to be careful how I treat his child. Yeah. And that, that will go yeah. a long way in your marriage, people, if yeah, you keep that in mind. So if we complain about our marriage to family members and friends, According to God, that's wrong behavior. Yes. Revelations 12.10 says that the devil is the accuser of the brethren. Yes, he is. So we should never accuse our mate. We should not copy the conduct of our enemy. That's right. You know, I'm sure you've been around those. We had one instance one time, and I had never seen this kind of uh, behavior to this level before. But we did not sit down with this couple. Mm one time where the wife wasn't complaining about the husband. And I remember by the end of that trip, he and I, Mylon and I were exhausted. I, I mean, it just, it just wears you out when you hear someone's discouraging, fault-finding words constantly. So I encourage you to avoid such people. You wanna be around those who are gonna mutually encourage your marriage in the faith. You wanna be around faith-filled friends and family and you need to be mindful. The word says, David said, set a guard over my mouth yes. that I may not sin against you. And husbands and wives, we need to help each other with this because we're together, Mylon and I are together 24 seven. So we see each other's strengths and weaknesses constantly. Yes. And we have to be so mindful mm -hmm. to only speak encouragement to each other. Do we always get it perfect? No, right? right. And We're you, working on this every day. You can encourage somebody to grow in a certain area without beating them up. Right. You don't have to That's find fault with them and tell them they're stupid. Yeah. You can say to them, honey, I'm believing this. This is what God says, and I believe it will come true in our lives Amen. if we'll work on this area. And, and I want you to know I'm praying for you, and I love you. It's an area yeah. I'm working with, too. Amen. And you'll pray for me, and I'll pray for you, and it'll get better. Yeah, and God will it. help. That's it. And he then will an, help. another um, practice that we use that we mention in the book quite a bit is taking communion. Yeah. If there's been an area that we've really used our words and hurt one another and we've asked each other for forgiveness, then we'll take communion over that area. And, 
and settle it before God that this is over. This behavior, we're both making a commitment to make a change. Please let me say this, because this is super important. Mm -hmm. If you're not married, but you're believing to be, Mm -hmm. it's very important. If you marry somebody that's got a bad temper, and they're always blowing up and telling you you're dumb, and you're you're fat, and you're stupid, and you're lazy, or whatever they're finding fault with you about, they're not going to change the day they throw the rice on you. Right. Don't marry somebody that God says you will be unequally yoked with. Right. Don't marry an unbeliever. Don't even marry an immature Christian thinking they're going to be mature the day they marry you and you go, they go to church one time. That's not going to happen. Yeah. It's not going to be. You need to, if you're a mature Christian, you need God to send you a mature Christian. And right. he will if you'll be patient. If you Amen. use your faith and use your words, God will send somebody that'll be your mate, your wife, or your husband, who will help be your help mate. Help mate. Amen. Help, not hurt. That's Amen. right. Amen. And so for the book, The Honeymoon is Over, Now What? At the end of each chapter, we lead you in a we declare so that you and your spouse can confess these powerful words together. At the end of this particular chapter, we also have a holy habit that we describe as choosing four promises to frame your marriage with. And I give you a list of what we chose to frame our marriage with. So that gives you an example. At the end of every chapter, there's a we declare and a holy habit. So right now, I'd like to lead you in a we declare. Will you say this after me? We declare. We declare. That we will not use our words. That we will not use our words. To tear each other down. To tear each other down. Instead, we choose words of life. Instead, we choose words of life. To encourage one another. To encourage one another. In the Lord. In the Lord. Praise God. Well, I believe today that you received revelation of the truth and you're going to start using your words to speak life to your marriage mm-hmm. and life to yes. your family in the name of Jesus. And your so, life is going to get better and your marriage, we say, by faith is going to get better. Amen. So if you'd name. like to get your copy of The Honeymoon is Over, Now What? Just go to mylin.org, get your copy today. Also, listen to this message over and over again on our podcast by subscribing to our new podcast. And our Church on the Run daily digital devotional will give you that three to five minutes a day to really keep your faith strong. And all of these are resources for you to stay in the Word because we know that will keep you on on the the road road to to freedom. The honeymoon is over. Now what? God has a divine design for you and your spouse to have heaven on earth in your marriage. In this handbook for holy matrimony, Mylon and Christy each share their own perspectives on how God taught them to have a strong, romance-filled marriage. With confessions and positive habit-forming tools, this book will teach you how to resume the honeymoon in your marriage. Listen to what Kenneth Copeland had to say. I wholeheartedly endorse this book because I wholeheartedly know, trust, and endorse the ministry of Mylon and Christy Lefebvre. To get your copy of The Honeymoon Is Over, Now What? Visit mylon.org today.